0: For many, the sport of fly fishing is a bucket list item that they want to learn. Help get them started with the fly fishing starter kit at Jesse Brown's, a rod reel outfit from Reddington with line and leader, nippers, zingers, and hemostats, a San Juan pack from Fish Pond, a Jesse Brown's fly box with flies, shot, indicators, and the famed Curtis Creek Manifesto, plus Jesse Brown's magic fly hat. Normal value for this 460 now $399 at Jesse Brown's Outdoors in the heart of Charlotte's shopping district, the South Park area, or head over to our brand new website that includes the Carolina Outdoors podcast at jessebrowns.com. A lot of busy things are happening in our Carolina outdoors. We like talking about hiking and fishing, but hey, one of the Old original outdoor recreation sports camping is full in full effect as the NASCAR race is taking place this weekend. We welcome everybody out there in the infield or outfield who is camping out. That's the way to do it
1: fun style, Wes. I was wondering where we were going. Yeah, you know, RVs in the infield, air conditioning, refrigerators, <laughs> grills, ovens, beds. But you still have wildlife. Yes, you do. All kinds. If you're going out there, have fun. Wear lots of sunscreen and consider deodorant as well. (laughs) Well,
0: and if you uh, dare leave the racetrack, some of the things that you can do uh, in the area, not too far away. Of course, we have some wonderful state parks. Uh, Lake Norman State Park is is right up there. Uh, Troutman on the banks of Lake Norman, a great place to go. Uh, The Whitewater Center, we frequently talk about down here in western Mecklenburg along the banks of the Catawba River. Another wonderful place to go. If you want to head south on 77, we had uh, them on last week. We talked a little bit about Lansford Canal State Park and the largest bloom in the world of the Rocky Shoals Spider Lily, a new bloom each day for the flowers. So it's something to see if you dare leave uh, Concord to head out there um, and see some of what we have in the Carolinas. There's a whole lot more, but we have limited time to talk about
1: it. Be safe in whatever you're doing. You know, Bill, just the other evening we wrapped up yet another wonderful Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. And for those of you all who couldn't make it, you really missed out on three fascinating, funny, engaging Mm -hmm. stories of adventure All were relatable in some form or fashion. Ryder Knowlton kicked off with The Guides, which is fairly loosely based on his book, uh, writing about adventures, takes research, and that research leads to travel, trips, exploration, and adventure. Ryder talked about his life, interests, and adventures when he stepped into the world of fear, danger, exploration, and the unknown. And then Alexis J. Taylor, our local North Carolina Outward Bound School program director for Charlotte, Talked all about, in great, hilarious detail, <laughs> the twists and turns of life and how you can go from an interest to a passion and her, I thought, her courage in admitting, though she had great success in one world, I really want to be in this. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Scott Wartzbacher with his phenomenal closing story, Inspire Campfire, and how worry can keep us safe but can keep us from having stories to tell so these people are not performers and they wow me
0: every time Mm -hmm. because we've done it for several years always a new person who is telling Mm -hmm. this story but they are really amazing and um, they're very complimentary to one another which just happens in their styles in their theatrics in their honesty uh, of self introspection that happens when they are sharing this story, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Ryder, you know, he hit it just head on mm-hmm. because he has grown up with outdoor success and outdoor adventure. He's a published author and he directly shared it. Um, Alexis, she sat down, uh, and Ryder stood yep. the entire time. Alexis, she sat down and she shared. Her uh, her fears as a 16 year old teenager entering into a world that she did not know and and the fears that came along mm-hmm. with that and and uh, from a sitting position and and what a lot of uh, vitality she had she was great and then of course Scott uh, Scott Wurzbacher with the story Inspire Campfire he stood and sat and had a lot of theatrics again not as a as a a theater person or a dramatic person or a trained actor but just as somebody who used his energy to communicate with us the community on what the outdoors has meant to him so the guides by Ryder, outward bound within by alexis and inspire campfire by scott were three different complimentary stories that
1: all had impactful uh messages in them you know one of the nice things from scott was he has been to a number of our storyteller events and he he referenced some of those (laughs) and some of those were you know pre-pandemic yeah he really he he drew back deep on those and said you know i remember this story remember that one and and when this was all over these three folks who did not know each other stood together talking for quite a long time sharing stories Connecting, I bet they're going to all get together sometime soon. We've done that, you know. Build storytellers is kind of like a matchmaking job for you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, these people network and they go off and do these great things, and so it's going to be a lot of fun to he, to keep in touch with them as they develop more stories and, in some cases, maybe more books. You can
0: send if you want to nominate somebody for the storyteller series at Jesse Brown's. We'll have a couple of emails. They're both easy, Bill or Wes at jessebrowns.com. You can send those right over. And if you can't remember Bill or Wes at jessebrowns.com, just do jesse at com. We'd like to know the person you'd like to nominate's name and maybe a little bit about their story, and we will take it from there. We have a list of nominees, and we try to appropriately, as Wes, you said, match them for the particular evening. We've done it for years and it's been a a great event. Thanks to Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman because they, Bo is an alumnus Mm -hmm. of this and um, allowed us to come on this week to talk a little bit more about it and spread the message. And how do you find out about these things besides listening to the Carolina Outdoors radio program and podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors? You just join in with us via social media. Uh, Facebook or Instagram. We are very active in sharing the things that are going on in the outdoors and around the outdoors and at Jesse Brown's Outdoors.
1: You know Bill as we sit here in the studio we are approaching Memorial Day weekend and that brings with it all sorts of outdoor activities and fun gatherings and, and such but you wanted to take a minute to remind us more of the spirit of Memorial Day weekend.
0: Well, and I always like sharing this. Thank you for that, uh, Wes, because uh, the improvement of a song or something that you wanted to improve on, it reminds me of the story of Butterfield's Lullaby. It's a song that we all know, but there's a bit of a story about how it came about. It was a revision of a French bugle signal written by a union general and his bugler 150 plus years ago outside of your hometown of Richmond, Virginia. There it is. There it is. uh, Brigadier General Daniel Adams Butterfield and the bugler Oliver Norton penned a revision of this French bugle signal after the battle for Richmond on July 2nd of 1862. The reason? He felt that the Army's regulation call for lights out was too formal. He adopted the new tune and had it played at the end of each day. His men loved it, and other brigades began to adopt it. In fact, not only the Union troops enjoyed it, but also the Confederate troops, and within a few months, both sides were using it to signal the end of each day. A week after it was first used as lights out, it was used during a burial ceremony for Union Captain John Tidbull and used it rather than the traditional three-round volley Uh, Tidbull felt that the three-round volley would betray their location to the enemy and therefore replaced it with Butterfield's lullaby. Ten months later, it was used, remember, written by a Union general, but was used at the funeral of the Confederate General, General uh, Thomas Stonewall Jackson. Now... It is used in accompaniment with the lowering of the flag and the signal lights out by scouts, military, and others. In 1891, Butterfield's lullaby became regulation and is played at all U.S. military funeral ceremonies. You and I would know this 24-note melancholy bugle call as taps. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Bartee. This is the Carolina Outdoors